0: Africa Calling, a bi monthly podcast with sound rich reports from our correspondents on the continent. African Voices reporting on African stories produced by Radio France International.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Africa Calling podcast on April 16th, 2021. I'm Laura Angela Bagneto. We have a number of stories from our correspondents on the African continent this week, including a look at an all-African stock photo company in Benin, rights groups challenging Mali's government over its lack of action against female genital mutilation, and also in Mali, the COVID-19 vaccine rollout starts, but not without skepticism. And finally, don't forget our special song at the end.
2: Africa Calling.
1: In Mali, after a brief pause, as in other parts of the world, over questions about AstraZeneca vaccines and blood clotting issues, Mali launched its COVID-19 vaccination campaign on March 31st. The country has 396,000 doses of AstraZeneca for its first step of vaccinations that will be done only in Bamako, the capital city. Authorities decided to start in Bamako because most of the cases have been identified within the city. Some people are getting vaccinated, but many remain reluctant about the vaccines. Correspondent Issa Togola has more from the capital.
3: In Tellemkuruburu just in front of World Health Organization's headquarters in Bamako is the immunization section, the service that housed 396,000 doses received by Mali from the COVAX initiative last month. The center has cold chambers that enable vaccines to be kept in security. Since March 21st, the country launched its vaccination campaign in Puanje Hospital. Mali's health minister, was the first person to get her shot. At the immunization center, we met Dr. Ibrahim Jara, the director of the center in his office. He's the one in charge planning the whole vaccination process. Dr. Jara explains.
4: The vaccination is going very well at the Point G University Hospital. After the health minister, representatives of different institutions like the World Health Organization and UNICEF got their shots. Then we vaccinated health agents in different health centres of Bamako. We're now expanding it to the two other target groups which are the elderly over 60 years and people with diseases like diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity, sickle cell anemia and cancer.
3: Jara says choosing to start the vaccination in Bamako is simple. It's the city that had the first case of COVID-19 and from that moment up to now, Most of the cases registered are from Bamako. Since March 21st, 30,000 people have received their first shots. And many are willing to get vaccinated, says Jara.
4: There is keen interest surrounding this vaccine. We were facing difficulties because of rumours on social media about the treatment. But thanks to positive publicity, people are coming back. Also, those who got their first shots didn't show any side effects. However, there is no zero risk. Some people have headaches, fever and little pains. That is normal. Apart from that, nobody died or went to hospital after getting the shot. So that is bringing hope
3: to many. According to Jara, the vaccination will finally be open to anyone more than 30 years old, and they will use different strategies to reach those who are interested. The first strategy is the fixed one. People will go to the health service that is close to them. The aim is to avoid going door to door because it's not safe. The city is big and all targets are not close to health centers. That's where the second and third strategies come in. The second strategy called advanced strategy is made for those who live 15 kilometers from the health center of their quarter. In that case, health agents choose areas different from the health centers. With vaccines in cold boxes on motorbikes, they can choose the house of the chief of the village or another well-known place so that to get closer to their targets. And the third strategy, the mobile one, is done with cars which contain all the supplies. The cars can go to places that are about 30 kilometers from health centers. At the health ministry, the vaccination campaign is going fairly smoothly, says Fantasibi, the health minister, but says There's a lot more work to
0: do. Many things need to be done. It's a new vaccine. We need to work on planning, information and raising awareness. We already have a roadmap for that. We have to go through many steps to make the vaccination successful. And the most difficult thing is information. No matter what we do, people need to know the advantages of vaccination first.
3: Like everywhere in the world, there is fake news in Mali about this vaccine. Some people don't trust neither the vaccine nor the authorities. Some blame the government for plotting with developed countries just to maintain power or to get money. But others don't share this point of view. For them, authorities can't act against the country's interests. That's the case of one trainee teacher studying at Ecole Nationale Supérieure and Elite University, but he prefers to remain anonymous.
2: If the government wants to vaccinate its population, it just wants to protect people. People have to trust the government. A vaccine goes through many tests before using it. We made many vaccinations before without any problem. There won't be any problem for this time either. If I'm invited to get vaccinated, I will do it with my family so that we can be safe from this
3: pandemic. Many students from this school share the same idea. Most of them think that vaccination is a good thing. Mariam Dambélé, a student, agrees.
1: To me, people must accept to get vaccinated. I'll be ready to do it. The problem is that many people don't believe in the existence of COVID-19.
3: In a group of three, Ousmane Traoré, a man around in his 60s, and his friends are playing checkers. For this retired man, developing countries must be careful with the vaccines. He says this is a bacteriological war. Despite being among those who have priority for the vaccination, Traore says he's not ready
2: to get vaccinated. I have mixed views about this issue. It's not that we don't trust science. But many things remain unclear about these vaccines. One must be careful. Many Africans don't believe in it, and they are right. If COVID-19 was so deadly, as in Europe, we would now find that we're all dead. Every day we have figures from hospitals, but it's still unclear.
3: In the face of skepticism from many people in the country, the road will be long. But for the health ministry, Fanta B, there is a solution for this situation.
0: There are rules to vaccination. We have international health regulations that can help with this. We also have local measures for vaccination in Mali. Depending on the situation, we'll analyse the issue and find a solution for it. We always have some cases where people refuse. There is a committee for that, and we usually have good results when the committee steps in. We'll deploy our means in line with international health regulations and our local measures. Everything will be done legally.
3: This is a huge challenge for Mali. The country needs to mobilize more than 19,000 volunteers plus health agents and the storage capacity of the vaccines is limited. The country has more than 1,700 refrigerators, 40 cold chambers, plus more than 30 refrigerators promised by founders. A team is ready to deal with side effects cases, but many don't trust the vaccine at all, even some health agents. That's probably the reason authorities will push to open the vaccination to all those who are willing to do it. Health Minister Fanta Sibi won't say if the vaccination will be made obligatory, but adds that there are laws that make vaccinations an obligation if it is a state decision. And Bamako is the test case for the entire country. Reporting for Africa Calling podcast, this is Issa Umar Togola in Bamako, Mali.
2: Africa Calling, produced by Radio France International. Staying
1: with Mali, rights groups have challenged the government in a unique legal action over its inaction against female genital mutilation, or FGM. It's a case that could set a legal precedent, given that the action has been filed at the ECOWAS Regional Court of Justice in Abuja. FGM involves the partial or total removal of external female genitalia and has no health benefits, but frequently leads to health problems. Malian authorities have already made international commitments to protecting women and girls against FGM. However, no laws have been passed or policies enacted. Africa Calling spoke to Grace Uizeye from Equality Now, an international organization working on equality, and one of the groups who brought the case that was filed at the end of March. We started off by asking her whether this is the first time that such a legal
5: action has been filed. So this has been done before in the past, but not on FGM, but on child marriage. And uh, it was also on Mali, where the the organizations which we are working with had called on the government of Mali to pass a law and a policy on ending child marriage in, in Mali.
1: Just how prevalent is FGM in Mali? How many women and girls are subject to this?
5: So when you look at the national statistics, um, it shows that 89% of girls and women between the age of 15 and 49 years have undergone FGM. So that's a very big number. And then within that, when you look at just the girls before they reach the age of 15 years, uh, you find that 73% of those girls are subjected to the practice. So this is a big number of of girls and women who really have to undergo this practice that is no benefit to them at all.
1: Mali saw a military coup against the government last year, and now a military junta is in charge. Maybe they have more pressing things on their mind?
5: Uh, For the past 18 years, there have been many governments in place in Mali, so we can't wait any longer. I think this is our last resort, really, to see how we can uh, support and, and protect the women and girls in Mali from um, this practice. So we are um, going ahead with this to see if there is, if it can push the government, the current government, to take action. But also, we will we'll continue to work with our national partners, continue to have dialogues with the government, the current government, to see how um, the girls can be protected.
1: Grace Uizeye from Equality Now there. According to women's rights activists, certain religious leaders continue to promote the practice and influences Mali's government, making them reluctant to outlaw FGM.
6: Find us on your favorite podcast platform app, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts.
1: In Benin. Many African bloggers, journalists, and web developers face challenges in finding the right stock photography or generic images showing the real Africa and things Africans are doing in their everyday life. It's difficult to find images when you're a graphic designer showing African people in everyday situations. But two friends got together to solve this problem, creating a library of stock photos of black Africans. Correspondent Fumileo Asanvi has more from Porto Novo, Benin.
6: Images provided about Africa are relative to animals, wildlife, savanna or grass. Stereotypes of the continent that have nothing to do with people. Stock photos provided in the past haven't shown everyday Africans. That's where Aurel Nutayi and Bazi Barencio, two digital content creators from Benin, come in. They were also faced with this kind of problem. And decided to create a stock photo platform that shows the real Africa. Founded in 2016, Iwarya is a contraction of Iwari or come and discover in Yoruba, one of the most spoken languages on the continent. The last A is for Africa. Basil Barencio, one of the owners, explains the concept
2: Iwaria
7: is a stock of photos entirely dedicated to Africa. Orgel and I saw that it was not easy to find African photos to illustrate a blog article or make a graphic design. When you find them, the images don't suit to African contexts and environments and the models have an African physical characteristics. This is where Iwaria launched. We provide images on many fields, such as formal or informal work, nature, African cultures, African food, startups. We try to offer a wide variety of African images to our users. For example, when COVID-19 started, there was a need for images that we tried to satisfy.
6: Today, Iwaria contains more than 10,000 images and thousands of daily users. During a photo shoot in Port Novo, the capital of Benin, Varencio spoke about how crowdsourcing high quality images is part of the appeal of their project.
7: It helps that it's a participative platform. We have around 500 contributors who share their images with us even if not always actively. They are the first source of the images that we have on the platform. The other source is the shootings that we organize ourselves. Based on iWARIA's user stats, we can identify topics that our users need and for which we don't have very many images. Then, we organize shootings to feed the platform with images about these themes.
6: One of the most important characteristics of Iwaria is that the images are free. They can be used in all kinds of projects, such as press articles, blogging, digital painting, graphic design. All the images are under the Creative Commons Zero license. They can even be used for commercial purposes. Olsen Bojan, global manager of Kogu, an advertising agency that uses Iwaria's images, told us how helpful this talk was for their work.
4: So, we Iwaria when we finish the, the synaptic. We use Iwaria after collecting the needs of our customers. When we need to use African content, we search on Iwaria by using different tags or keywords and based on the images we find, we redirect them to design tools like Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign or sometimes even Canva. It allows us to create fast content or more complex content to promote different brands. It's not exactly what we need in terms of variety, but it is what we need in terms of quality the waria is really a stock photo of quality i think it satisfies the needs of persons that are involved in advertising communication marketing or even blogging
6: creative people find inspiration on the site finally being able to access photos for africans and about africans in the past Creative Happy to Journey had few stock images of Black Africans to choose from. Using Iwaria with actual photo of Africans make his clients feel seen.
2: As a web developer, I used to take images on stock photos that weren't contextualized and appropriate. My customers weren't always satisfied when I used them. The fact that they couldn't pay personalized photo shoot sessions obliged them to keep those images. Since I discovered Iwaria. I have a place where I can search for the images I need to feed my websites and please my clients, who are Africans and need images that are specific to their cultures, to their usual environment and the message they want to deliver on their website.
6: Finally, in the 21st century, there is an African-based Benin-run image bank that properly depicts the 1.2 billion Africans on the continent. Reporting for RFI's Africa calling, this is Fumilayo Asovi in Port Novo, Benin.
2: Check us out on Twitter, Africa underscore underscore calling. We're at Africa underscore underscore calling.
1: We're almost at the end of our program, but we have music maven Alison Hurd in the studio. Hi, Alison. What song do you have for us today? Hi, LA. I'd like to introduce you this week to the Benin International
0: Musical, or BIM, as they're fondly known as. They're a band of seven musicians and singers, and they make what they describe as new ancestral African music. What does that mean? Well, it's a blend of rap, hip-hop, and rock with the voodoo culture that's so very important in Benin. The collective. Was formed in 2016. It was spurred on by French public radio, and they're set to release their second album this year. I've chosen the song Abubu, which means "cry of victory." It was recorded in Brooklyn, following a very successful concert that the band gave in Carnegie Hall, no less, in 2019. According to the band, the song is an ode to ancestral values and the way they resonate with the world today. I hope you
1: like it. Excellent. Well, we'll leave you with the fabulous sounds of the Benin International Musical, or BIM. I'm Laura Angela Bagnetto. This episode was edited and recorded by Erwan Rome and Cecile Pompiani. Goodbye for now. <laughs>
5: No where I am from the world, I will never forget my tradition, my
6: No, be no yodo,